Hi, this is Grim Driver of No Longer Apart. Welcome to the bonus Tesla episode. This episode is being created because throughout the day, I get asked multiple questions by passengers all day long about the Tesla. And I know this is very special for you, but I have explained this 10 hundred million times. So I have actually made a podcast episode literally explaining everything about the Tesla that you may want to know. And for anyone else that may have you know, stumbled upon this, hey, what's up? And hello, passenger. You have just been instructed to listen to this because you probably have asked the driver, yes, that's me, Grim Driver, to answer some Tesla questions. So let's start at the beginning. This is a 2016 blue Model S 90D Tesla. It is the extended range battery that in theory gets 360 miles to a full charge. Um, it is a piano black interior, which means it's like glossy black leather. It's not really that glossy, but it's glossy compared to the matte of the piano black. It's what exactly I wanted, and I searched for this one, and it is the last model year that comes with a sunroof. Uh, I bought it in 2018 at half price because I knew an opportunity was coming because of the way the company was acting with it, owning its own inventory. Um, too many cars coming back off lease. Um, the Model 3 finally being released, um, so people weren't scooping up that now cheaper S's uh, that were slightly used. This car was in mint condition, and 40,000 miles to me is nothing because I drive 40 to 60,000 miles a year. Some nice family in Vegas broke it in for me. It is wrapped satin matte black only because when I had purchased the car in order to be uber black, you just had to have a black interior. Uh, in New York City, they changed the rule that like, seriously, when I ordered the damn car and had it delivered and I had it in my hands and I was registering with Uber and Lyft, that it had to be black on the exterior and black on the interior. I just spent a shitload of money. I couldn't return it. Um, and the black models were going for more because I knew that people that drove like me for work were going to be scooping it up. And I really liked the blue. Um, but next year, it's going back to blue because... Uh, the wrap is deteriorated over like four years now, and I think it looks kind of ratty. Um, but everybody else thinks it looks amazing. Uh, but it's time to go. I see all the scratches. So next year, the car will get a slight refresh. It has 180,000 miles at this time. I drive two to 400 miles a day. Yes, because of the amount that I drive, I sometimes need to charge one, two, three times a day. Um, I generally, out of the 360 miles of range, because I drive generally in the city mixed highway, New York City shit, uh, I generally get a solid 260 to 300 miles driving that type of route. Uh, if it's the summer and I am driving all straight highways above 70 miles an hour, now this Type S definitely comes alive and is happy to drive at 90, uh, but that's not always possible. 
70 is the closest next thing. Um, but really, it, it, it's an amazing car at that speed. But uh, driving like that, I could push 400 miles on that same charge. In the winter, uh, it is different story. Now, the whole bottom of the car is a battery. So I'm driving all day continuously. Um, this past year, I had an inside garage, so it didn't make a difference because the battery was not working as hard to continuously maintain its charge by not freezing. Uh, the batteries have its own ecosystem, so it uses a lot of power to maintain that ecosystem in the car. Now, it's not about the heat that I need for myself or the heated seats or any of the little bullshit I got going on. Even the podcast, none of that stuff really takes any power from it. Um, in the winter, I could have half the range, and as it gets colder, you know, 50 degrees, it's fine. 40, it's a little different. 30, 20, 10, below zero, you know, you, you, it's sucking the heat off the car. I'm driving continuously, so the car works very hard to protect the batteries. But that's the job. That's the gig. Um, you might not experience such a drop, and I know that I continuously get cold weather updates to the software, and the car has significantly improved over the four years, but I've also gotten better at driving it. Um, if you bash the pedal and use battery, 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 you will not get as much range. If you learn how to balance between using the redactive braking, uh, which recharges the battery, so every time you're moving forward and you move your foot from the gas pedal, the car starts to slow, and all that kinetic energy is taken into the motors, which are now generators, and being pushed back into the battery. So that's kind of the reason they tell you not to fully charge the battery each time. If you fully charge the battery each time, in whatever the situation is, home, whatever, superchargers, you're not allowing the car to reclaim any of that kinetic energy. Because the battery is too full, there's no way to put it up. There's no way to put it. You fill the glass up. You, you go seven-eighths, three-quarters, you're actually getting more use out of the power that you've put into the car because you're going to extend your range. Now, to, to prove how much I don't use the brakes, at 150,000 miles, I insisted Tesla replace the front brake pads because they were still the original factory ones, and I knew they would soon need to be changed, and I had a city inspection coming up on the car, and my regular mechanic thought they were just almost at the line where they might be a problem to pass. Now, I seriously think I could have gotten another 20,000 miles out of it. It wasn't worth me putting the car down again to do it. So the front brakes were changed at 150,000 miles, the original factory ones. And the rear brakes at 180 are still the original factory brakes. That's insane. Uh, I probably will change them next year. Uh, if I need them or not, because um, I like my brakes to work really well, and I drive for a living, and it makes no sense to wait forever to the last minute, because what am I, am I like, you know, it's going to last another 180,000 miles. I don't think I'm going to have the car another 180,000 miles. So changing the brakes once in, in something that's probably going to be a 360,000 mile life, uh, you know, or, or I'm sorry, that's, that's 300,000 mile life. I mean, next year I'm going to be at 220, 240. 
um, maybe uh, the year after, 280. I mean, you know, 300,000 miles for me driving this car is not crazy. Uh, I've decided to keep it long enough so that maybe I can get the Cybertruck or see what the, you know, the, the driving as a living situation is at the moment. I don't think it's a good time to spend $100,000 on a car right now for me. And this car is still really not having any problems. Um, you know, things wear out. People ask me, like, do things break? I'm a taxi driver. Things break. Um, I have, at this point, changed all the regular suspension components. Not the suspension brain, because this is a smart suspension. Uh, not the air compressor. Not the um, shocks, we'll call them. Um, all the all that's original, but like the tie rods, the control arms, like normal wear and tear items, I've changed them all. And I know I have to change. I'm waiting right now, actually, as I'm recording this, for um, for for some pieces for the front again. They've been ordered. They've worn out. Now, it's not catastrophic, but once it's been identified that it's worn, I replace it. I don't want it to be catastrophic. I drive every day. I don't have the time to wait for this. Now, you got to realize each year, based if you drive on 10,000 miles a year, I drive six years. So this car is much older than its actual age. So if you have this car, you're probably never going to have to do anything unless you break something. Now, a problem that I know that Tesla has is that people don't believe that anything should ever break. Well, you hit a big enough pothole, you're going to break some shit. You drive the car, you're going to break some shit. So Tesla likes when I come in, and I don't blame them that I bent the tie rod. I'm being careful, but, you know, like, shit breaks. Um, the, there was a recall on the master control unit. Uh, they replaced it. Uh, what happened was it was a known problem, and there was a chip that was supposed to collect data to send back to Tesla, and they never collect the data. Um, and it just rewrites itself to death and then corrupts the board. And um, that was replaced. And for a couple hundred bucks more, I had them upgrade the computer. It made sense because I was going to keep the car longer. And I got more games. And it works so much better. And it's so much faster. And I got all the same things that the new cars have. Um, except for, like, you know, the 2021, like, you know, new S. That's, you know, that's next level. It's got, like, a 5 terabyte gaming system. This one's got some better games. I'm happy. Uh, for three, four hundred bucks, I upgraded the entire computer system of the car with the uh, recall. They did all the work. It just cost me a few hundred bucks more to upgrade the computer. Definitely a good deal. Um, and I'm happy with it. Uh, the door handles on an S break because people are opening, closing, slamming the doors. I've gotten really good at rebuilding them. The price that Tesla charges to, to redo them themselves now, you know, they just swap them out with the new upgraded one in that price has come down also but again if you have an s you're probably not going to subject it to what i do so not a worry the car is great i really do like it i tell people it's like driving a space jet fighter and everybody else is driving a horse and carriage i, I can't ever go back to a regular car i am very happy with it um i don't know really what it saves me again i'm in a different situation that's why a lot of these questions are difficult the way people ask me, um, because I live in a completely different world that you won't. But when I say it's a good car, I haven't killed it yet. It, it's on every time I need it to be on. It hasn't let me down, um, and it's great.
So, but I don't give a fuck. Like, it's just a damn car, okay? Um, let's see. Um, it takes an hour or less at the superchargers to charge. Um, when you go on a long trip, you tell the car where you're going, and it will calculate exactly where you need to stop, and it will tell you exactly how long to sit there and charge. There are Tesla chargers everywhere. I am stuck with Tesla for the foreseeable future because they have the largest charging network that works all the time. Uh, a Tesla can charge at anybody's charging station. Not everybody at the moment can charge at the chargers at the super the, the Tesla super excuse me at the Tesla supercharging locations. Uh, that's going to change though uh, because the United States is going to give them a whole shit ton of money. Uh, to expand their network because of, um, you know, uh, Electrify America or whatever they're doing to get more stations out there. Uh, so I know in the near future they're going to be opening it up to other cars. Um, but I've, I've had a glimpse at the price might be double to charge for a non-Tesla car. Um, and right now the, the pricing in New York City has doubled unless you charge before noon. Um, you know, like surge pricing for, you know, so nobody's using an electric and charging the electric car when everybody else is using their air conditioner. I really hope that's going to end in the winter because otherwise it's really going to affect me because I need to charge twice a day. Um, because in the Tesla, to supercharge, the battery should be a certain temperature. And if it's not, it charges slower. So um, once you have this car, you get used to it. The car is aware of where it is at the moment. It is aware of where all the superchargers are. It'll navigate for you. Um, in any weather, even if you know where your supercharger that you go to is, have the car direct you to it, like map it to it, because if it feels the battery needs to be preheated to charge at the fastest speed, it will start doing it on the way. You absolutely... Sorry, train went by. Uh, you absolutely have to do it during the winter. Every time you go supercharge, have the car map you there and, and make sure you do it like 15, 20 minutes ahead of time. Uh, and that's also something you need to be aware of in the winter. I consider my type S to be empty at 40 miles at about 20 degrees. If it's zero 60 miles to me is zero. I better have a plan. I better be heading to a supercharger because 60 miles will become 40 miles will become 20 miles rapidly. Because it's not fully charged, it's trying to maintain its temperature, and generally people, you know, the problem with EVs is that, like, you won't die in the middle of nowhere, your battery will die, like, almost at the supercharger. Don't take the risk. Uh, and the car's going to be warning you at about 40 miles, hey, you better think about charging, you better not park this, because it might be dead when you come back. Um, so, so that's really the big piece of advice if you live in a warm climate, you're going to love this fucking car and have no issues. Uh, if you're in a mixed climate, it's mixed reviews. If you're in a cold climate, this car should be indoors with a charger. Uh, so you leave every day with a warm battery. It's preconditioned. Precondition your battery in the morning uh, before you leave uh, because the car won't have as much braking power because the battery is cold and the, um, you know, the redactive braking won't work as effectively because, again, the batteries aren't receiving the power the right way. So, you know, the brakes are on standing, but you're used to braking already by just taking your foot off the gas. So it freaks you out a little bit because you're cannonballing. Because, you know, the car's not just slowing. 
I've found that the creep mode, which makes the car respond like a regular car, like if you're not holding the brake, it will drive away, like slowly. Um, now, that's like how a regular car is because you're in gear. Um, I don't ever keep it on that. I find that it is uh, it, it eats a lot of battery because it's constantly powering the motors. I keep mine in standard, which on my model is the fastest. If you have ludicrous, you have ludicrous. If you have um, a plaid, you have plaid. Uh, this is the fastest that I have in mind. Uh, 3.7 seconds right now is fast enough. But in saying that now, um, I want a faster one because I'm so used to it. It's so normal. And it's a matter of a little bit of control because if you hit the gas, you will smash into somebody in front of you. There's never a question if you can accelerate in a short distance or any distance fast enough to merge in or any of that. You have to make sure you have enough room ahead of you because that's how fast this is. You can be going like 90 and you smash it again and you're fucking flying. There's no lag. It's all instant. Uh, the best way to own this car is to have a home to charge it at. It'll be significantly less. Um, with the superchargers in the city, if you play the game and you have the rewards through Con Ed, that's our utility here, um, then you get some kickback and if you charge at the right hours, you can do pretty well, but it, it's, a, it's a bit of a bear. Uh, today, like I tell people, today is the worst it will ever be going forward in time to charge. So it's always going to get better. So I hope I've asked, I hope I've asked, I hope I've answered some questions that you might have asked the driver. I hope this has been informative. And uh, as I go along, I will add more questions, I believe, uh, maybe as bonuses uh, or something as I get asked odd questions. Uh, but my favorite is uh, once a lady asked me if um, I've, I've, I've ever, have I ever charged the car? Ma'am, no, you know, I've had this car three and a half years and I have never charged the car once. So the lady says, is it solar? I'm like, no, miss. It's not solar because it can't really charge enough. This doesn't have any solar panels. I don't really know what happens. Every day it empties. Every day I get it and it's full. It's magic. She's like, what do you think it could be? Well, I believe a unicorn comes and farts in the tank at least once a night. She believed me. She was totally bought on it. Unicorn farts. So that's why I'm making this so I'm not an asshole and just telling people randomly. So I hope this has been informative and a bit of humor. And um, thank you for riding with Grim Driver. Thank you for listening to No Longer